into the contest. It's Monday, the 24th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by Shane Lee. Look, a little bit of a sore Shane Lee today, and it's not because he's been throwing weights around this time or been in the gym. Table tennis, tell me. Well, uh, my son Thomas wanted a table tennis table, so he got one for Christmas. So I finally set it up, mate, and um, it took me about five hours. I was drilling, I was bending over. I was. Now it's together. The table tennis table is together. I will report. That's good news. The problem is there's still about I don't know fifty or sixty screws left over. I don't know where they go. <laughs> so I don't know how long it's going to last, mate. Well, I suppose the first game uh, that that goes beyond twenty one and that that table tennis table, you might have to use the dining table. But uh, good work, <laughs> good uh, uh, good work, my dear friend. Now we have a great charity auction running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raise funds for important cancer research, as we know. So there are some amazing things that are there. The prices are still really good value. So uh, the uh, golf day with Benji Marshall, how good would that be? Afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. Have a look and all the items are there. Ash Barty, is she on her way to the Australian Open? We're going to talk about that. Also, Alex Demonor, how good is he going? And the cricket world, stunned by the freakiest run out in history. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Jane, Ash Barty, how good is she going? Mate, watch this match, and uh, she played Amanda Emerson-Nova, and um, look, she she breezed through 6-4, 6-3, she was always in control. Um, Emerson-Nova, she, she's a decent player, and she hits the ball very hard, and she did test Barty um, on a few occasions throughout the match, but um, look, Ash is just looking, getting stronger and stronger. She's the first Australian um, to make the quarterfinals four times in a row since they moved to Melbourne Park in 1988. Um, and look, I think this this Australian Open could take her to a whole another level, Tim. Oh, absolutely! Now I watched the um, the American beat Osaka, and I thought, well, yeah. uh, she'll she'll compete with Barty, but that but but she's so methodical, isn't she? She takes it to a whole different level about you know awkward shots, serves. She definitely does, mate. And she just moved her around the court, and she she she's able to play in patterns that gets her into where she wants to hit the ball. And um, look, a slice back end, there's a lot being talked about that, but it's, it's amazing and it controls the match, controls the tempo. And as I said, mate, she's looking stronger. And I, look, it's all boding well for her to uh, to win her first Australian Open. We don't want to get too excited just yet, but it's looking good. I posted a shot up on Instagram on the weekend of a photo I took with Alex Demonor when I interviewed him back in 2018, which doesn't seem that long ago. But to watch how much he has changed in those few years 
physically and yeah. to watch the way that he commanded that match a couple of days ago, he's in great form. He is, and um, his game has improved as well, Tim, just from last year. Um, his forehand now, mm. he's starting to really play some thundering forehands, um, but his defensive work at, at, on the baseline is unbelievable. Uh, the amount of court coverage that he gets is just off the, off the charts, mate, from, from one side to the other. And he seems to be able to turn around really quickly where one play, most players seem to – momentum sort of takes them a step further after they stop. He's, he's able to turn, turn around straight away and go and get the next ball. And um, it's going to be really, really hard to beat. But, uh, yeah, the comments that he said, he's got 109 uh, tattooed on his chest. He's 109th um, Davis Cup player. Um, and he's really, really proud. He's, he's living out his dream, particularly in playing in front of Rod Laver. Oh yeah, absolutely. He um he was fantastic. So Alex Demonor and uh, look, he's going to be hard to beat, isn't he, Rafa? Rafa, um, obviously looking for twenty one uh, Grand Slam titles. He is, mate. He took on the Frenchman Adrian Menoramo, and uh, he won seven six. It was sixteen four in the tiebreak in the first set. They went for eighty one minutes, and um, the Frenchman actually, I thought he was getting the, the better of Rafa, but Rafa turned it around the next two sets, one six two six two, and uh, he goes into a quarterfinal. He takes on another left-hander, uh, Denis um, Shapovalov um, from Canada, um, who upset the uh, the favourite Alex Zarev. So that'll be a big, big match for that one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what about this doubles? Kyrgios and Kokonakis. Mate, they just love it, don't they? <laughs> they're they're, oh, they're yeah. bouncing around, chest pumping. Um, it was funny, whenever um, Nick won a point, he'd sprint to the players' bench and sit down. He had the crowd on their feet, but uh, they won in three sets, 6-4, 4-6, six, 6-4. Four, four, six, six, four. And, um, yeah, they, they charge in now to the quarterfinals as well, and... Uh, it's really, really good TV to watch. It's good to see Nick smiling out in the court instead of blowing up all the time. And um, I think having his mate next to him is really helping him. Yeah, you could start losing rackets. Just by the way, uh, table tennis, um, are you any good? I'm not too bad. I've, I've got a I've got a little uh, goal in life is to beat Craig Hodges, but that's another story. So now I've got my own table tennis court, mate. I don't think you'd be able to beat me in anything in sport. Yeah, just hopefully it won't <laughs> fall apart between the time you get him over. All right, this is Afternoon Sports. Stay with us because we'll be talking cricket, AFL and much more. What about this run out, Shane? Tell us about it. It was off the charts. Mate, it was. So it was uh, It was in the T20 uh, uh, Bangladesh uh, tournament, uh, Dakar versus the Tigers. Uh, Andre Russell sort of ran the ball to third man, mm. sort of took off. Lucky the guy was backing up. The guy at third man threw the stumps down at the striker's end. He made the ground. And then the ball ricocheted off those stumps. And Andre Russell, thinking that his teammate had made it safe, was just sort of jogging through and it came and hit the stumps at the other end and ran him out by less than a centimetre. So it was an amazing run out, but it always goes to show, always try and make the ground no matter what, but uh, a very, very freakish run out, that one. Yeah, always got to slide the bat. Now, uh, the big bash is getting to the pointy end and the scorchers all the way through to the final, of course, with that win over the Sixers the other day. And the Sixers will play the Strikers on Wednesday after the Strikers beat the Thunder in a real narrow one. I, there were some glum faces around here because we've got a lot of Thunder supporters. Yeah, there was, mate. But uh, just look at the two teams going in the finals, the Strikers. Um, they'll be captained by Travis Head, who's having a fantastic year. Alex Carey, as we all know, the Australian wicketkeeper. Look, they've got the key component is Rashid Khan. is probably the best spinner in the world. Um, and and Siddle too in there, who's been a, a a really really good player for them. Where the Sixers, you know, they got 
players all, all around the paddock, mate. You've got Moses Andrix, who's captain, Sean Abbott, Dan Christian, Tom Curran, Nathan Lyons, Stephen O'Keefe, Josh Phillippe. They've got mm. strike power everywhere, so it's going to be one hell of a final, this one. Yeah, and then uh, whoever wins that will play the Scorchers. They do look like they're going to be hard to beat, the Scorchers, in the form that Mitchell Marsh and a few of these other guys are in. Yeah, I think so. The, the team looks really, really good, but... Um, yeah, I, I think that the Sixers will get to the final against the Scorchers again and it'll be the same final as last year. And, uh, yeah, the old old rivalry will continue. And the women's ashes, they've had a bit of bad luck with the weather. Um, but, uh, look, it's a very good cricket team, isn't it, the Australian women's cricket team? Mate, it is. It's um, there, There's a couple of injuries. Well, Beth Mooney looking like she may be able to to play in the first test. Um, she broke her jaw getting some throwdowns from the coach. Um, but she's tracking well, looking like she'll be able to play. But Aussie quick, uh, Taylor Velmanek, look, look, looks like she's out. Um, she's got a stress fracture in her foot, so that's a big loss. She's a she's a real good quick and would have been a really, really good um, weapon for that first test. Yeah, and some people are uh, saying things about the, the Women's Cricket World Cup and the fact that it's not going to be on free-to-air TV. This is pretty much the way of the world these days, though. Yeah, it is. It's frustrating, and they say they've been snubbed from Channel 9, but... Um, yeah, that's the way. Well, there's a lot, lot of, lot of sports competing, Tim, and uh, not all of it can make it on free to air, and it's unfortunate. But uh, that'll, that'll now, now go to streaming. Oh yeah, and you see the way it all works around the world. Like a lot of big time sport um, uh, being bought by you know different sorts of suppliers of information. So um, I think we're yep. going to see more and more of that going forward. And the way that people can access, uh, obviously through pay TV and uh, so many other forms, it will just continue to diversify. Now, AFL, um, West Coast AFLW coach, he's apologised for his comments in and around the the pride jersey. Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for the coach. He's uh, He was asked repeatedly about the pride jersey in the pride round and typical journalism where they just kept pushing, pushing, pushing. And he said, I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk about the football. Um, and it's come across poorly. Um, he has apologised for, for those sentiments. He says nothing against the pride round or the pride jersey. He said it's just not – that's not his, in his department. Um, he wanted to talk about the football. And, um, yeah, just journalists probing, mate, to try and get a headline, which has worked. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately when you take on a role – and I know that they, these aren't hugely paid roles as, as the coach of an AFLW team and it's part of obviously his progress as, as a coach, but mm. you are everything – to all people, you you can't just put one subject off the side of the table because you're going to be asked about it every single time you're in front of the press. That you're going to be asked about your players. You're going to be asked about off-field, on-field. So um, he might have to think of another way around answering some of the questions because it won't cut it if you say that's not what I'm here to talk about. Um, Tom Burgess, looking at rugby league, he's uh, tied the knot, mate. He has. He's married Talia Guamelli and um, in a beautiful ceremony over there in Watson's Bay and uh, yeah, had all his brothers alongside him, mate, all dressed and looking very dapper uh, in, their, in their white blazers, mate, and um, and uh, blue shirts. So uh, yeah, a, a big celebration for the Burgess family. Yeah, and we're only a few weeks away from the rugby league season starting proper, of course, um, early March and we are underway and Tom Burgess, uh, George Burgess is back. He's playing for the Dragons, your Dragons, so you'll have your fingers yep. crossed that they can have a better year in 2022. Now, Stephen Roger War. I saw him out at the test match. Um, and uh, look, there's some great stories involving him at the SCG. But you have another story from overseas. Tell me more. Well, it just got me thinking with that run out from uh, Andre Russell. And we played a, a one-dayer um, in the West Indies in 1999. Uh, we needed three runs to win off the last ball. 
uh, and Steve Waugh was on strike. He hit the ball to deep mid-wicket. By, by the time he got back for the second run, the entire crowd had invaded the field and all six stumps were gone. And Steve Orr was seen running between the wickets looking for the third run. There was no ball, no stumps, and the game was called off <laughs> to the dismay of Steve Orr because he thought he was going to get the three runs. And uh, after that, uh, they had to change all um, uh, protection for the players and, and get some security in because we were locked in the change room for at least four hours after that um, as the crowd were... Um, uh, I suppose um, having a go at the, the umpires for calling it a draw because the West Indies believe they won the match and, and so did we. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Haircare. It's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.